0: Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast for Sunday, June 11th, 2023. Today's sermon will be from John chapter 3. Welcome to Grace Baptist Church. Gospel's already been presented. Songs are great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys that take part in, in that singing. I have two points today. John is not perfect. And I'm still dying. I want to hear you preach that. I can. My Sunday school class knows we spend a lot of time talking about the dead. I've always prayed that I wouldn't get sick, I'd just die in the back of my yard with a shovel in my hand and fall face down in the ivy and my wife find me there that's my prayer well this week we went hiking in the great smoky mountains and we just had the greatest time looking at God's creation waterfalls mountains and all that stuff the last day there we took off down this little trail called Abrams not Abrams Andrews Bald down this real steep place to a little grassy area called Andrew's Bald, looking over, taking pictures, just beautiful. We're just sitting there, me, Andrew, Griffin. And as I'm taking a picture, I kind of look over here to my left, and there's a large black bear. I mean, he is is as close to me as the Harrison, young blood, Harrison's over here, just sitting there, and I thought, God's going to take me right here. (laughs) And he watched us, and he watched us, and we backed up. Andrew had the bear spray out. And we had nowhere to go but off the mountain. And he crossed the path and just gave us a look and galloped down the hill. Praise the Lord. I'm here today. So God could still answer me being found dead in the ivy. Good morning, thank you for being here today. Thank you and the elders for the opportunity to stand before you this morning. Familiar passage, okay? John chapter 3. I'm sure almost everyone has read John chapter 3 or has heard this passage preached. It's Jesus' encounter with Nicodemus. So, I will not dazzle you with new revelation or new truth but I will give you an important truth an important text most of my material is from men that I love from men that I like to read so I'm going to give credit to R.C. Sproul for his commentary A.W. Pink John Piper and John MacArthur for helping me over the past few weeks so I have one goal today, that, that God would move. I have prayed for four or five weeks that this would not be a gathering, it would be a movement today, that God would do something miraculous on all of us, every one of us here. It's not by chance that we, we showed up today. It was purposeful that the Spirit of God would achieve be active and would accomplish what he wants and some today would experience new birth and the rest who have new birth would examine themselves and be confirmed with great assurance so let's pray and then uh, we'll read the text Father we come to you in and by the name of Jesus we need your help Father, I need your help cause us to see, cause us to hear, cause us to be able to listen to your word today. May it be clear. Father, nothing good will happen or be accomplished unless your spirit moves. Father, in spite of me, Father, through your word, I ask you to work. Help us to look with depth and honesty into our hearts about your command to be born again in Jesus name amen John chapter 3 here we go now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews this man came to Jesus by night and he said to him rabbi we know that you are a teacher come from God He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear its sound. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him. How can these things be? Okay, here we go. Let's dive in. Jesus says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 Truly, truly, I say, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is not just for Nicodemus, this is for every single person here today. You and I must be born again. If we are not, we will not see or enter the kingdom of heaven we will not be a part of the family of god and we will spend eternity separated from god in a place called hell so i want us to look at nicodemus today he's a Pharisee he's the most rigorous religious guy around okay he's a law keeper Okay. He's a Jewish leader. Bible calls him a ruler. And he's well respected. He's a member of the Jewish governing body, the Sanhedrin. So Nicodemus, he's got a lot going for him. He's a good guy. And, and, he, and he's, he's doing a lot of stuff. Look back in chapter 2, verse 23. Now when he, this is meaning Jesus, he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed, many people believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. All right, jump back to John chapter 3. Let's pick up verse 2. Nicodemus says, Rabbi, we know, we know, all of us who was there at the Passover and saw all those signs, we know, we know that you are a teacher that has come from God. For no one can do these signs, you do, unless God is with him. See, Nicodemus was there. He was in that crowd. He saw these signs where many folks believed. And he's saying, Jesus, we, we know. We, we, we saw. Okay? Back to chapter 2, 24 and 25. All those at the feast who witnessed the signs and the wonders, Nicodemus is one of them, Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Jesus knows the heart. Jesus knows Nicodemus's heart. Jesus knows Every single heart in here. Better than we know it. He knows it. Nicodemus was in that crowd. Now notice what Jesus says to Nicodemus. As soon as this comes out. Jesus says, hey buddy. Thanks for calling me rabbi. And giving me a little bit of respect. No. He didn't say that, did he? He didn't. Hey thanks for coming to see me tonight I know you worked really hard all day long you had a long day and you left your family and you left your food and you come to see me at night no he didn't say that he said I want to thank you Nicodemus for being a ruler of my people and for being very religious I want to thank you for that I appreciate that no he didn't say that did he pat him on the back and say hey buddy Congrats on your seat in the Sanhedrin. You're a great guy. No. He didn't say any of those great things Nicodemus had going for him. He says, You must be born again. This text and command is not marginal, okay? It's central, it's foundational. Eternity hangs in its balance. Unless one is born again, he cannot. He will not see the kingdom of God. Why don't you look at Nicodemus. Let's look at his condition. Number one. He is hopeless. How can a man be born again when he is old? Can't happen, right? It's physically impossible. Verse 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Okay? Nicodemus... And all of us here are by nature merely human and utterly devoid of spiritual things. Scripture's clear of who we are. Romans 7, 18 says there's no good that dwells within us. No good. Nobody here's any good. You're all a bunch of no-gooders. The Scripture says we're no good. Ephesians 2, 1 and Colossians 2, 13 says we are dead. We are corpses in our trespasses Romans 8 7 and 8 says for the mind is set on the flesh it's hostile to God it does not submit to God's law indeed it cannot those in the flesh cannot please God now Nicodemus is alive physically okay he's walking around he's coming to see Jesus he's interacting with people he wakes up he goes to bed he eats He's a law keeper. He studies hard. He's religious. He's even a seeker of Jesus and of God. But he's spiritually dead. Okay? Dead. So Nicodemus, in one sense, is hopeless. He has no hope. Okay? Two. Nicodemus is helpless. Okay? He, we, cannot cause new birth john chapter 1 verse 13 says the children of god are those these are the children of god who were not born of blood not born of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god so nicodemus is hopeless and he's also helpless first peter 1 3 says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy He has caused us to be born again. New birth is out of Nicodemus's hands. He cannot do it. Okay? He's not in control of it. It's not something we do. It's something that is done to us. Okay? Get that? We don't do it. It's done to us. Okay? This command is from Jesus. And it confronts Nicodemus with his helplessness. He's hopeless because of his sin. And he's helpless because he can't produce the new birth. He can't do it. Nicodemus has a third problem. He's totally and absolutely dependent on God. Wind blows where it wishes. Blows where God wants it to. So goes the spirit. It blows where it wants. In order for Nicodemus to be saved, he has to recognize he's hopeless, recognize he's helpless, and God has to do something great. God must move. Apart from God moving, Nicodemus will remain spiritually dead. New birth is the sovereign, free, supernatural work of the Holy Spirit over one soul at one time we were all hopeless and we were all helpless and we were in need of God to blow his spirit our way without that nothing we can do we're done Nicodemus is so close here I mean he's so close he's a good guy he's religious He's morally good. He keeps the law. He drives the speed limit. I drive a speed limit. I drove a speed limit the day on 85 for an hour and didn't pass a car. And I went every time I went, I said, sinner, sinner, <laughs> sinner. He's a law keeper. He, he does what is right, okay? He even knows that Jesus is from God. He knows he's from God. He even calls him a great teacher. He has knowledge, and he's seeking after him. Yet he must be born again. He's got to be born again. Now, at this point, there are Nicodemuses here, without a question. And if you find yourself sitting here, and you're paying attention at all, and the wind of the Spirit just may be blowing your way. Just maybe. And you realize you are hopeless because of your sin. And you recognize it. You've sinned. You've rebelled. You've broken God's law. And you stand directly in the line of his wrath and judgment. There's nothing you can do to cause yourself to be born again. And you've heard that today. It is humanly impossible. And you need God to move on your life. Just maybe wind's blowing your way. Just maybe somebody. That the wind's blowing your way. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, today is a day of salvation. If that has happened, repent of your sin. Turn from it. Change lanes. Acknowledge your helplessness and your hopelessness and your need for Christ and beg Him to do miraculous work. And He will. And He will. Believe. Trust Christ. Trust His sacrifice. And follow Him. So if you're a Nicodemus here today, there is great hope. And I hope afterwards you come up and say, Hey, I'm a Nicodemus. I need some help. I'd love that. Everybody else would love that here too. All right, now let's move. As the Spirit of God blows and moves, today, I want to speak to you guys, some of you guys who say, I am born again. So what? You're not talking to me. I'm born again. You ever question that? Man, I do. I read scriptures and say, oh my God. How can I be a believer and think this, act this, say this? Oh, I lay down sometimes at night and say, am I really a child of God? Am I really a child of God? Am I the only one in here that does that? I mean, I hope you guys are, are, are looking at your salvation. Okay? We need to examine and be honest, really honest about our affections and our hearts in our lives. Philippians 2.12 says. We are to work out our salvation. With fear and trembling. Now. If you've been at grace long enough. You know that does not mean. You work for your salvation. The elders in John is super clear. Okay. Salvation comes by grace. Through faith. Which is a gift. And God causes us to believe. But once that point. We are to work it out. We're to work it out. Day by day, we're to think about it. We're to love it one minute. Question it one minute. Read about it a minute. We are are to do these kinds of things and think about the test based on Scripture. See, the new birth is a new creation. It's not an improving of the old. It's not. Something crazy happens to you you hear his testimony all the time i knew john i knew john i knew him from a toddler and he was nowhere near what he is today something radically has happened to him it's not an improving of your old nature it's a new one it's a nature that's forgiven and cleansed controlled by the indwelling of the spirit of God now here comes me again I don't want to waste this time I and mean, time is short it's passing fast I mean, I'm, I'm on the backslide of falling in that ivy I've seen some of you and taught you in Sunday school classes when you weren't even married now I'm watching your kids graduate And I'm watching your babies enter my class. Time is short. And the last thing I would want to do is to see some part of my family not be born again. Man, I pray every night for Andrew's salvation, that it fleshes itself out. I pray every night that the Lord would give Mackenzie peace. I pray that Ellie becomes another Lord. And I pray Griffin in his rebellion becomes the greatest Christian in the world. And we pray for you all the same. This may be the last time I stand up here. I may be here for another 20 years. So this is important. Religion, church going, morality, works, service, do-gooders. These things can be a cover for not being born again. Something has to radically change what's going on. So, in the next few minutes, I want to speak to you guys who say, I'm born again. And I, I don't want you to question it. I want you to work it out. I want to test it. So, when you finish, you say, Hallelujah, I am one. I, I, I am. And if you're not, you're not. I'm, I was not. <laughs> Y'all are not. I mean, it, there's, there's no shame in being not. The shame is thinking you are and you're not, okay? 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Paul says, examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Examine yourself. Test yourself. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test? My prayer for the last few months was that nobody, nobody would fail the test and that new birth would take place. The Word gives us many tests, ways to examine ourselves. Here's five, and then we'll slide on out of here, which is good. Okay, Here's five. Romans 8, 7, and 9 says, The mind of the flesh does not submit to God's laws. But you, if you're born again, you're not of the flesh. You're in the Spirit if the Spirit dwells in you. So here's the question. Ask yourself, okay? Do I have a submissive spirit to God's commands? And do I read them and say, I need that? Or are you rebellious to the commands of God? Maybe you just don't care. just don't care about the commands of God. If you're born again, you will. You will, because the Spirit dwells in you. Test number two, 1 Corinthians 12, 3. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Except by the Holy Spirit. So, here's your question. Deep in your heart, I don't know. Is Jesus, is he really your Lord? Is he? Do you depend on Him, feed off of Him each day? Are you seeking His will and ways in all things? Test number two. Number three, Romans 8, 15-16. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You've received the spirit of sonship. Man, you're, you're, you're part of the family. We cry, Abba, Father. It is the Spirit Himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit bears witness to our spirit that that we are. That we are. Do you have a humble confidence before God that casts out fear and fills you with a childlike delight in knowing God? And calling him Father. Man, I stood on them mountains this week and looked out through there, and I thought, oh my gosh, how beautiful this is. And you created all this for yourself and for me to say, Wow, wow, that's so great. The Spirit of God. Are you delighted like a child and say, Gosh, I have a heavenly father? Man, I am crazy happy that God is my father. what else to do it just blows out of me yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm joyful that you call the creator of the world your dad and he says come come I command you to come but oh I love don't we as parents love for our kids to come in there and just say hey I need some help and you say oh they need me come on over here father's the same way Come to me. Cast all your care. I love you. Do you have that confidence? Do you have that crazy joy of calling him Father? That's a test. Okay? That's number three. Here's number four. First Corinthians 2:14. The natural, man, the natural, the natural man does not welcome the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. We show up here on every Sunday, every Sunday, do you, does the Spirit attract you in here? Are you safe? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 14 more points and 13 more applications and I'm out of here. Surely you don't. Well, surely you confess. Sometimes I have. Does the Spirit attract you? Can you sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, John's opening the word of God, and he's getting ready to give it to me, and it's for my good. Does the things of the Spirit attract you? Are you hungry for the word? Okay. Are you hungry for his fellowship? Are you hungry for his power in your life? Or are they just unimportant? It's just unimportant. I don't care. I get it or get it, if I don't, I don't. They're silly. I was gonna say stupid, but Ellie says stupid's a bad word. These things are unattractive to you. They're boring compared to other things. That's test number four. Number five, first John four seven says, Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is of God, and he who loves has been born of God. Do you love people? Do you really love people? You go out and talk about them. Can't believe what they were wearing today. I'm glad they didn't sit near me. Do you love people? Do you have goodwill toward them in your heart? Do you find fulfillment in working for the joy of their faith? That's just five. Bible's full. Of things we need to look at to confirm that we're a child of God and which will bring us joy and cause us to say, Wow, He has saved me. Okay. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Enjoy it. If you're Nicodemus and you've never been born again, let's talk about it. Born again people will be humble. They will be humble. How lowly and meek and broken with the joy of a new believer, a child of God, be who realizes, like Nicodemus, he was hopeless, he was helpless, and he was totally dependent on God's miraculous work. How humble should we be? Oh my God, why would he save me? Why would the wind blow my way? nothing good in me nothing good in you we should be humble people remember except for the spirit blowing our way we are dead men. dead man okay born again people should also be desperate they should be desperate in making disciples of all nations we should be raising the dead with the gospel with the gospel message I'm terribly convicted here I'm a born-again believer I have the answer to all things inside of me I'm really a born-again believer That, that, that should come out to everybody I see I only have a few more years I've wasted some of them man spread the good news raise the dead we have the power in us to do so okay praying to God that he would send a mighty wind as we speak and would change people's lives. So, if you're like Nicodemus today, and you're helpless, and you're hopeless, and you beg God to move, repent, believe, and talk to me afterwards. Talk to John. If you don't like me, talk to John. I know you're not going to like Scott, so it's either me and John. Don't go to Scott. Born again people, born again people, challenge your faith, challenge yourself, talk to yourself with self-talk, be honest about your affections, confess when you mess up, I about said another bad word, confess when you mess up, check your devotions about the things of God, base your born again experience. On the test that is in God's Word. I plead with you. I beg with you. As may be my last time up here, do not leave. Do not leave. Unless you know you're a child of God and you've been born again. Don't leave. All right? Nine minutes early. It's pretty good, right? I'm going to pray. Jeremiah's going to sing, and it's going to be over. Let's pray. Father, may your, your spirit continue to move. May it uh, blow our way in all different things that we need. Father, whether it's to our joy or our repentance or, Father, our convictions on our hearts or, or, or just confirming that we are yours. Father, uh, work in our lives. Father, con- convince us when we lay down at night, we're yours, Father. And when we are convinced by the test in your word, we will be joyful. And we will spread it. Father, for those that aren't sure today, I pray you've spoken to them. I pray you've given them an opportunity to hear. You've told them their condition, Father, and you are waiting, waiting to help, Father, move in those people's lives. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for Christ. Came, lived, died, resurrected, sits at your right hand, interceding for us, and has covered all our sins. Father, we rest in him today, not ourselves. Father, help us as we get ready to sing, as we think about what your word has said today. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Baptist Church Podcast. You can listen to past sermons at podbean.com. Search Grace Baptist Church. China Grove to find us. You can also find us on Apple Podcast. Search Grace Baptist Church, China Grove. You can also join us at the South Rowan YMCA, 950 Kimball Road, China Grove, North Carolina. We meet on Sunday mornings at 930 for fellowship and service starts at 10. Thank you for listening and remember to be intentional in making disciples this week.